Good day, bikers. Jimmy here. Now, I'm sure some of you are eagerly anticipating episode 17 today, but alas, for an innumerable amount of reasons, I've been unable to hit my deadline. The good news is we still have a smorgasbord of auditory delights for you in the shape of the very first part of a very special episode of Brits on Bikes. Back in April of this year, I was privileged enough to be invited to GM my first ever live stream for a charity event called Spider Day. Organised by the phenomenal Critical Bits podcast, the event was to raise money for Covenant House GA, an Atlanta-based charity that offers shelter, advice, support and unconditional love to young people in crisis. The adventure, set in Marsh Haven during the Second World War, is a prequel to our main campaign and eagle-eared... Do eagles have ears? I don't know. But attentive listeners of the show may pick up on a few clues and Easter eggs about the events of 1973. I should also say that due to the nature of the recording, the sound for this bonus episode is not as perfect as I'd like it. But I know you folks are a forgiving bunch. Word of warning, Nettles is not about in 1943 to bark out naughty words. Anyway, enough from me. Let's get on with the show. That was the news at seven. I'm your host, Reginald J. Talkington, and this is Reginald's Talking Time. midway in the 20th century that the world would descend into war on a global scale. It's 1943. The Allies find themselves pushing Rommel further back into Tunisia and across Europe the spectre of national socialism continues to wreak havoc on all the lives of those who encounter it. But there is another war. A clandestine war. A war of secrets. A war fought in the shadows. A war for something far greater than land or wealth. A war for power of the kind not seen upon this earth for millennia. And it won't be tanks or the rockets. It won't be the soldiers or the bombers that are here to save our world. No, it will be four children and their dog. Brits on Bikes proudly present the case the glass-jawed Nazis. Welcome, Internet, to this very special edition of Brits on Bikes. Just before we begin, let's get some quick introductions from everybody. So, Sean, would you like to tell us about your character and who you are? I'm Sean. I'm a game designer. I'm the DM on Omen, and I'm playing Jonathan Honeywell. My family own Honeywell Meaderies, which is just down the road from the town, and I'm playing the Loner Weirdo class. Uh, my character has the ability to throw bee bombs at people, which is why I'm wearing this slightly anachronistic bee costume. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cheers, Sean. And Sorbet? Yeah, I'm Sorbet. I'm an illustrator and graphic designer. I'm going to be playing a scout. And his name is Gavin Buckley. He's 14 years old. He's afraid of birds. And he's a little absent-minded and boastful. And Adam. Hey, uh, I'm Adam. I uh, DM a podcast called Stellar Arcanum. I'm going to be playing Jack Pierce. He is a popular kid. His uh, powers are charm and money. Thank you very much, Adam. And Tori. Uh, Hi, I'm Tori. I am playing 
Devin Buckley, Gavin's older brother, who is also a shithead. Uh, I treat my little brother pretty poorly, but somehow I'm friends with these other two. And I like to punch things. We like punching. This is going to be a punch-heavy game, I think. Can we give special props to Tori, who jumped in last night and did an extra game on the fly, I believe? Yes, mm. they did. Are you nice and refreshed? Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent. I've got a beet smoothie. I'm doing great. Oh, sorry, I've, I've, got, I've got wine. I've just ran out of mead. I'd just like to point out it's two o'clock in the afternoon here. Okay, so let's just give you a, a little bit of background to Marsh Haven. So Marsh Haven is a small town in the UK. It was It's reasonably significant during World War II due to its proximity to the coast. While it isn't high on the hit list of the Axis powers, it has experienced a few bombings from the Luftwaffe, um, but has mostly remained intact. You are a group of friends, and for whatever reason, you've established yourself as a team of amateur sleuths slash meddling kids and are well known to the local community. The town as a whole has mixed feelings about you. Some folk believe that you're doing your bit for the war effort, whilst some think you are endangering yourselves and others. Obviously, we're not going to do a massive character creation question and answer session, but I have got a couple of questions that I'm going to ask you before we begin. So we're going to start. Uh, let's start at the other end this time. So, Adam, what is one rumor you've heard about Marsh Haven? Mm. One well, I uh, imagine there's this as the uh, as a military brat, I've been all over the place and I got to figure one rumor that's probably the same everywhere you go is that there's. There's one house that's haunted. Everybody's sure about it. Nobody's seen it, but everybody knows it. All right, then. Sorbet, where in Marsh Haven do you and the rest of the gang normally hang out? I think Sean mentioned something about dealing mead to all the kids, <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. So I'm a I, I think we would have set up some kind of bar. Mm. <laughs> in, in an alleyway <laughs> somewhere <laughs> i like that amazing okay so so like two overturned bins and some yeah. pieces of wood <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you've got some kind of stinky alley that you hang out in okay oh can i can i be the bartender behind the oh, two God. boards <laughs> with a rag over my shoulders just tossing, yeah. polishing a glass yeah <laughs> what's it called what's it called what are we call in this place the buzz bar. Ah, yeah. Courtesy oh of Astragal in chat. Buzz oh, bar. Um, oh, Astragali. Sorry. Okay, so we've we, we've got we've got our bar. Sean, your question: What's the group's most celebrated case to date? That would be the case of the St. Winifred's bomb. In that we were going to throw a beehive into the church to cause a bit of chaos but we found an unexploded bomb behind the back of the church and instead of doing what we were going to do we decided to like report it and get the bomb defused and we were sort of lauded for like saving the day and stopping the church from being blown up amazing okay good 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 tori you ready yes in the event of a bombing raid where would be the safest place for you guys to go I would actually assume uh, St. Winifred's, again, since unexploded now, it is probably one of the larger and sturdier buildings in town. Okay. All right. No problem. No problem at all. So let's get cracking. 
It's a Friday. As dust descends on Marsh Haven, you are in a clearing in Wyndham Woods, um, which is about four kilometres from the town. You've spent the day setting up a camp ready for a long weekend of your... How drunk are we? <laughs> point, I need. <laughs> well, okay. Well, first of all, tell me what does it? What does your campsite look like? What have you spent the day doing? We've got the bar still, right? We've brought the bar with us. Yeah, you can bring the bar with you. That's <laughs> yeah, we've brought the bar. <laughs> the bus bar, very portable. Yeah. It's a portable bar. Yeah, I guess we've got some tents. Are we making some tents, or are we going to go old school and make I assume most of us have made like really shitty tents, except for Gavin because he's the Boy Scout. Yeah, and I'm like, judging everyone's like, tents. <laughs> Gavin has a perfect, like, perfectly triangular tent. <laughs> Gavin made the fire, of course, because none of us can do it. And I have the flint. While the rest of us were getting drunk, Gavin was being competent. <laughs> and I was being very encouraging. <laughs> so you're going to be here for a couple of days. I'm kind of assuming you're not just going to be drinking. What else have you got planned? Oh, well, I've got to explore. Yeah. I'll drunk, of course. <laughs> All right, so there is one member of the group that we haven't spoken about yet who is with you. His name is Thistle. Thistle is a English bulldog. He doesn't belong to anybody, but he accompanies you on all your adventures. At the moment, he is um, just lying down by Jack's feet, gnawing on a cork. Uh, and he is such a good boy. <laughs> Tori, all of a sudden you hear in your head, oh, why did you have to bring me along? You know I can't bear these kids. Um, I want to ask you, can I respond in my head or do I have to respond out loud? You have to respond out loud. All right, then. I, uh, I say to Thistle, listen, if you wanted to stay home uh, with mom... Uh, for an entire weekend, getting fed uh, what's like healthy dog food? Lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> getting fed lettuce and Brussels sprouts, then uh, you're welcome to it. But you know, here I did bring your favorite treats. Oh, you've got my favorite treats. Yes. Can I have one? Yeah. Uh, I toss him like a peanut butter bar. Oh, num 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 num. <laughs> peanut butter thong. And yeah, his tongue gets stuck to the roof of his mouth and he just chokes a little bit. <laughs> I just um, kind of uh, laugh at that because that's my favorite part of giving him peanut butter bars. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just to our listeners, Thistle is our powered character. Each of the players have a particular power that they control. And Devon's power is that he can communicate with Thistle and Thistle may occasionally help the gang out. Okay, so you are in the clearing, you're sipping on mead. Can everybody make grit rolls for me, please? Well, we do this, I forgot to ask, do we know about Thistle? Yes, you do know that Tori can speak to Thistle. Okay. Man. Okay, so. You're not of a lot of grit. <laughs> <laughs> you're a very, very gritty group of people. Okay, so Sorbet, you're all right. The rest of you, oh, and Tori, you're okay as well. Jack and Jonathan, you've slightly overdone it on the uh, on the mead. Of course I am. Starting to feel a little bit woozy. 
you're going to need to take minus one on on any physical activity rolls you might need to make for the for the next hour or so. That's fair. Thankfully, there isn't too much physical activity that goes on. You sit around, you talk, you chat, you you're talking about the plans you're going to make for the next uh, couple of days and whatnot. When all of a sudden you hear a sound, it's pretty deafening. It's the air raid sirens. Well, we're not near the church, are we? No, you're about five kilometers outside of town. I want to try to look at the sky to see if I can see the planes. You're in clearing and there's trees overhead. You wouldn't be able to see the skies from where you are. The outskirts of the wood is about 150 yards through the woods. Basically, you know what the first thing we should probably do? Put out the fire. Because we need to put lights out during air raids. I believe mm. that's what we get told at school. What time of day is it? It's dusk, so you're talking about seven, eight o'clock-ish. Yeah. I'll throw some I had like a bucket of water ready for fire safety, as all good scouts do. Uh, no, he actually does not. But he is going to use... Oh my god, you are way more qualified for this character than I am. I'll leverage my fire safety knowledge for y'all. You would have had a bucket with a wet stick to stir the (laughs) I was going to suggest just shoveling sand on it, which seems a bit more effective, but we can douse it with water. Okay, so you put the fire out. Mm-hmm. You can all definitely hear the sound of planes, but you can't see anything from the position that you were in. Well, we should be all right here, surely, because we're not like near the military base. We're not near the town, so we should right. be Right, I don't think they came all this way to bomb the middle of some woods. I think that's a safe assumption to make, and you guys are pretty safe. So do you just want to sit tight and remain where you are? Can we get into some trees? Get out of the clearing, maybe? Yeah, you can do, if you want. I'd probably go run to the verge and just hide in the verge. All right, so yeah, um, so you, you ride in, uh, you hide in the verge. Everybody else doing the yeah, same thing? I'm going to join. Yep, so you um, head out over to the covered area and the sirens continue. They go on for about 10, 15 minutes. This is a sound that isn't uncommon. It doesn't happen all the time, but you have heard the sirens before. You haven't heard any explosions, so it's safe to say that you're probably going to be all right. And like I say, after 15 minutes, the sirens stop. All right. Probably going to be okay, right? I mean, should we head back to town and make sure everything's okay? Possibly. Do you think they like passed by and went to another town or something? Because they would have dropped bombs, surely. I'm sure I wouldn't know. But. Yeah. I mean, we would have heard something if. Uh... Yeah, I mean, from that distance, you, you would have heard something. It's probably good to stay out here. I mean, yeah, let's. let's I know the we're fun. like kid adventurers now or whatever, but. What are we going to do if the air raid dropped? True. Well, and plus, the adults are probably dealing with it anyway, so like, there's no point in us worrying. Yeah, you can't pick really up trust one adults. Of meads and drink it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you return to your camp and pretty much just get on with your evening. Can you all make grit rolls for me again? Oh god, no, not again. <laughs> Eight. Oh, four. Right. Oh, oh, number. <laughs> I'm rip off. 
Sean Sorbet and Adam, you are reveling and enjoying the mead. Devon, mm-hmm. you're a little bit slightly away from the group. And whilst you're taking in their antics, you hear the sound of movement coming from the woods. Okay, I, I turn and look at where the where I hear the movement coming from. You can't see anything, but there is definitely uh, something moving in your direction. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, I toss aside my my bottle and I put up my dukes. I'm ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What are the rest of you doing when you see Devin stand up and get the fists out? <laughs> I imagine I'm staring blankly at this point. Yeah, giggling. <laughs> too much to drink. <laughs> okay. Um, something um, gonna go fight a bird? There, uh, <laughs> Devin. <laughs> What's going on? I heard something. Was it? Was it a bird? <clears throat> you know what? Possibly, you fuckhead. And it I sounds like that. a bird. <laughs> I am going to like slowly approach where I heard the noise coming from. Okay, the moment you start to move, a man bursts through into the clearing. Um, <laughs> I oh. punch him. <laughs> <laughs> a man? You're going to punch him? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Could you roll fight for me, please? Sure. Um, Evan's punching, I elect to get startled so much I fall off a log that I set for myself to sit now- up. Now, we've established with my skills that I am skilled at punching. Does that yeah. mean anything in this context? Yeah, you can get plus two to your roll. Oh, well, that's a shit roll. I guess I'm really startled. <laughs> okay, so you step forward as you see this man and take a swing, but you're momentarily distracted by the fact that he is injured and covered in blood. <laughs> He collapses on the ground in front of you and you realise straight away, having seen plenty of movies and newsreels, that he is wearing a tattered Nazi uniform. Oh, then I definitely kick him while he's on the ground. I think Gavin's Gavin's pretty oblivious to to the Nazi (laughs) uniform, so he's just going to run up with his his medical kit and try and fix this guy. (laughs) I'm going to grab the stick out of the fire. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> all right gavin could you make a brain throw for me please my high stats or hopefully it's a good one okay it's not too bad that'll do so you <laughs> go running up with your medical kit and as you as sorry i got distracted by uh sean taking his b kit off oh my <laughs> <laughs> as you get to him You can hear him breathing really, really shallowly. He's obviously struggling, but he manages to raise his hand. And in his hand, he's holding a white handkerchief. Okay. Okay. Hmm. I believe that means surrender. I'm sure it does. He has hay fever, maybe. (laughs) The man looks up at you, Gavin, and he says, "I'm, I'm not what you think. Uh, you better start talking, buddy. Uh, what do we think? <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing a fucking Nazi uniform. Yeah, it seems pretty straightforward. As he speaks, you do notice that he speaks with an English accent. That doesn't mean anything. Like we've seen post, we've seen the posters in town. There are spies everywhere. The Nazis are everywhere. I'm going to hold the 
heated stick near him so he can see like the embers. And we're like, who are you? Tell us. My name is Lieutenant Julian Dunderdale. <laughs> Sorry. A silly name. <laughs> that is an actual World War II spy. Oh my god. <laughs> really? Yep. <laughs> I love it. Oh. All right. I don't believe any German can make up a name that British. I believe him. This is true. <laughs> okay. There are men infiltrating the town as we speak. His breathing's getting quite rapid. Why are you just as a Nazi? It's a very, very long story. I was working deep cover. Gavin, do you, you know first aid shit? You learn that in Scouts, right? Yeah, I, I've got my kit, but he, he's a Nazi, right? So we can deal with it later. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I want to tend to his wounds then. Okay, make a brain drop for me, please, Gavin. Nice. Hey, saved your life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna say it like that. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I've only just remembered. Shitty. For those of you that have failed rolls for the last couple of goes, you get adversity tokens. Oh, nice. So you managed to stop the man's bleeding. He's still in a pretty bad state, and he says, um, "I was dropped in with the rest of the Nazis. There's a big operation going on in town." I, I was supposed to meet up with an agent, but my cover was blown. Who are you supposed to meet up with? He gestures at a, a satchel that's strapped around him, and he, he goes to try and lift the flap of the satchel, and he, he pulls out a book and just hands it to you, Jack. Mm-hmm. Let me start flipping through it. Make a brains roll, please. Not my, not my worst skill. Let's see how this goes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that explodes, so you get to roll again. Oh, okay. Hey. You thumb through it. It's written in code, and you know that you will not be able to fully read it unless you get some kind of cipher. There are only a couple of words in there that are familiar to you. Mm-hmm. You see the word Morwenna. You see the word or the phrase the henge. And you see the phrase, I'm half crazy. Okay. What was that very first one? Morwenna. Okay. Uh, Lieutenant Dunderdale gasps again. And he says, you must find the agent. You must rendezvous with, with them and you must stop the Nazis. Okay, what's this guy's name? It's, he gasps. And he dies. Oh, no. Of course he does. No. Well, he's definitely not a Nazi now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not so worried anymore. Uh... No, I'm a little more worried now. <laughs> this book is written in code. Had to have a cipher. Can I, uh, can I check his pockets in his bag for anything useful? If you search the body, the only thing he has on him is a canteen and a luger. Like a gun? That's a gun? That's a gun. Uh, I take it. <laughs> of course you do. Can I? <laughs> can I? Can I, can I am I... a shitty boy. I'm taking that gun. <laughs> can we take his clothes? 
if you so wish, to to <laughs> the celebrated British I don't know. I just feel like it could be useful later on if we do come into contact with some Nazis, then, I mean, then Devin can wear the outfit. Well, I think the uniform may be too big and full of holes in blood. I was you about say to say that. Yeah. But, we could all just be like three kids in in a human costume. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and I have I have the strength, unassuming, so I can spend the two points, so they won't notice. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I like this. Can we? Can we? Can we? Like, so you strip the body, you take the clothes. They are a little bit tattered, but you think, Jonathan, that you might be able to perhaps successfully pass off as a Nazi. Great. <laughs> yeah. Feeling Wonderful. good about yourself now? No, I'm not feeling great at all. <laughs> true, true. Um, can we like give the guy like I need to sort of gain some like karma points back? Can I please can we please like bury him slightly, like just to, like pet, pet him against the side of the road and like cover just, him with like just, sticks? Like, put him in a shallow grave. Yeah. <laughs> we'll come back later and, and, and deal with him, but like like it'd be better than like leaving him out here and then having like the crows come down. Why don't we just put them in a tent and close it up, keep <laughs> okay. the raccoons away, and get on with our business? <laughs> okay, that's fine. It doesn't take too much effort between all of you to carry the body and, and place it under a tent. So, here you are. What would you like to do now? I'm too drunk for this. Uh, we need to One go of my find, skills uh... is intuitive, and I can spin an adversity token to ask the GM about the surroundings and NPC or the like. What would you like to ask me? Is there any sign in the book where we can find a cipher? There isn't, no. However, <laughs> the phrases that Jack found are familiar to you. The henge, you believe, refers to the Marsh Rock, which is in the centre of town and is a very s- small miniature version of Stonehenge. Morwenna, you know as well. Morwenna is the name of a young woman who has recently qualified as a teacher and is working at Anna Kingsford School for Girls. Morwenna Thistledown. Can I use intuitive as well? Yep. I'd like to know which way the planes sort of... They, we, we could hear them going in a certain direction. Can I work <laughs> out which way they were going and where they might have been going to? You could determine that they they certainly flew over the town and they flew away towards the coast. Right, okay. Those are better Wait, um, was he saying that the Nazis were infiltrating the town? Uh, like spies? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then why was he dressed like a full-blown Nazi? Was he supposed to be one of the infiltrators? Or Well, I think he was working. I think he was like a double agent. Right, but like, if infiltration was the goal, why dress like a Nazi? Well, because you'd have to like blend in with them, surely. Like he he dropped with them, I guess, the parachute. Right, but if he dropped down here, oh, <laughs> dressed like a Nazi, surely that was going to cause trouble, even if the plan went well, right? True. I mean, maybe maybe they dropped outside of town. We're going to like change, and then uh go in who shot him as well uh, he did say that his cover was blown so it's probably ah, the other nazis the other nazis okay that makes sense okay cool we should probably get into town then yeah full of a bunch of secret nazis who could be anybody yeah <laughs> i have a looter down my down the back of my pants and i've got a bunch of bloody clothes in my under my arm <laughs> <laughs> 
As a foreigner, I have a plan. We go around, we ask everybody who their favorite football club is. <laughs> and oh. if they don't have an answer, answer wrong. If they say Nazi United, <laughs> then we know they're a spy. Exactly. What is the local football team, Jimmy? Is it uh, like they're Marshaven called- Mon- Mongols or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're called the Marshaven Bees. That doesn't oh, even. Good. That's not a liter- There's no alliteration there. What the hell? <laughs> I know, but your your parents sponsor the uh, the football team. Ah, that explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized. I want to check something as we're heading back into town. I want to check how many bullets the Luger has. Mm. It has. I don't even know how many bullets a Luger holds, to be honest. <laughs> I should have I should have done my research. Found a spy okay. name. Didn't look at the gun. Okay, it's got five <laughs> bullets in it. Five. Okay. So you guys are heading off into town, yeah? Yeah. Okay, where specifically mm. would you like to go? What side of the town are we on? Like east, west, north? You on that map? are southwest. You see where Gordy Pass is. Mm-hmm. So you are in that direction out of town at the moment. Okay, so I guess we go down Gordy Pass and then make our way towards the end. Unless anyone has another idea, another plan. Uh, I guess it's a good place to start. You decide to head off back into town. As you are approaching the town itself, you realise quite quickly that it is very, very quiet. Make range rolls for me. Oh, oh, great. My yeah. second worst stat. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty good roll, all things considered. Oh, okay. Nope. Feeling dumb today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Adam, you can take an adversity token. The rest of you realise that folks are probably still in their Anderson shelters. Obviously, the all-clear hasn't been given yet with regards to the air raid. That's weird. It would normally have been done by now. Do you think, like, the Nazis have taken out the people who would normally give the old clear? Hmm? What are you talking about? Normally when we go into the shelters, they give mm. the old clear, like, after the bombers have passed. Oh, right. That but, would explain where everybody is. Right. Oh, but if we find anybody who's wandering about, maybe they're the Nazis. Most likely. Or the air raid wardens. I don't know if they're worse or not. They're, scared. they're quite scary. It's a rough gamble. You guys know the air raid wardens, and one in particular. His name is Police Constable George Nocturne, who doubles up as an air raid warden. He's known to you because he's a bit of an adversary of you guys in your crime-solving capacity. In the past, he's gone out of his way to block your investigations, and on more than one occasion has taken credit for your hard work. What a shit. Pain in the ass. I mean, bottom. I mean, bottom. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> All right. So are we sneaking? Is that the idea? Mm-hmm. All right. right. I'm going to start doing whatever I think passes as sneaking. <laughs> Just doing rolls behind garbage cans <laughs> and, and tiptoeing from spot to spot no just putting garbage cans on and then looking down every time somebody appears meanwhile Devin is just walking at the back like watching this and amused him <laughs> how's Thistle doing? Thistle's there with you just ambling along at the moment what is okay. Thistle's opinion on Nazis? you don't know you can't talk to him that's boring. Hey, Thistle, what's your opinion on Nazis? Assholes. 
I scratched this little behind the ears a little. Dogs are so good. good. That's very nice. Thank you. <laughs> good boy. <laughs> so you begin to start wandering around. You're heading towards Marsh Rock? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Okay. You make your way through. Can I ask you to all make flight rolls for me, please? Literally my worst skill. Man. What? Oh. Oh, right. And I, we all get a plus one on that. As teams. Yeah, you yes, took you it. Do. Okay. So Didn't I have a ten. Oh, so I'm a five. Adam and Sorbet, you can take an adversity token. Reckon those up. What order are you going in? I think Devin's hanging at the back, watching his friends roll behind garbage cans. <laughs> Jack's we'll probably a little over-enthusiastic okay. and going first. Unfortunately, Jack, in his enthusiasm, manages to stumble and fall, knocking a garbage can over. <laughs> and in the distance, you suddenly hear, Oi, who's there? Does it sound German or <laughs> British? It sounds British. Okay. I, uh, I freeze and say nothing. You can see a flashlight coming towards you. Who's the face me. of our group? <laughs> uh, well, I've got, who's got the highest charisma? I've got a D20 in charisma. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a D4, so somebody who is not me. I duck into an alley. I'm not sticking around for this. <laughs> I've got a D10. Okay. I guess that's possible. No, I, it's... All right. I have... Uh, I'm, pretty good at talking to folk. I suppose I'll try to sober up, stand up, dust myself off, <laughs> deal with whatever this pretend you're, not drunk. pretend you're not drunk, okay? <laughs> pretend you're not drunk. That's okay, so can I just ask, who's, who's staying in the foreground? Uh, Jack and Jack. And I. Jack. Just Jack? Yeah. No, I, I will as well. Okay. Jack. Jack, Jack and Jonathan. Jack and Jonathan, as you try to sober up and compose yourself... <laughs> You come face to face with the man himself, PC George Nocturne. Oh, I might have known it was going to be one of you lot. Hello, hey, Mr. Nocturne. George. How are you? You should be down in the Anderson shelters. You know the should rules. Be. Well, we were uh, we were out of town camping, and we ran here as fast as we could, trying to get to that shelter just like we were supposed to, because we follow orders. Make a charm <laughs> roll, please. <laughs> Better do this right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just appreciating the humor of you saying we follow orders while Devin is hiding in an alley with a gun down his pants. <laughs> and me being most. Oh shit! I'm still carrying the Nazi uniform, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> Did you? I, you've, got your, you've got your rucksack. Haven't I've got you? it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's in my. It's definitely in my rucksack. Then. <laughs> so I don't roll astoundingly well. No. Okay. Do you want to spend any adversity? I don't think it's going to help much, Jimmy. <laughs> I, did, I rolled very low. I, I, shall I give it a go on top of on top of it to try and because I've got my yeah D20. go on because you're both there. All right, I can be like I can be like oh we were we were five kilometers out of town, uh, so it has taken us a while to get back. We came as soon as the air raid started, and we will be getting straight to the shelters post haste right now. Okay, we really apologize. It'll be fine. Don't worry. And I will roll. Make a charm. Oh, oh hey, the there we go. That's there the smooth go. honey taste wow. of Jonathan Honeywell right there. <laughs> Nocturne looks you up and down and he says, very well. But mind you, in the air raid shelters, quick stat. If I see you out again, I'll be locking you up myself. Seems and more than march- fair. He marches off. Which way does he go? 
Like, where are we? Are we on, still on Gordy Pass? Or? No, you've moved a little bit further forward than that. You are actually on Gerard Way. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I want to establish that I flipped the double birds to uh, <laughs> PC Nocturne's back as he walks past the right I think it very So we're on Gerard Way. So you're on Gerard Way heading up towards, can you see where it says commercial? Uh, yeah, I could think of worse ways to spend like a mm. Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> and thankfully, Nocturne is going down Arborfield Road. Okay. 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 Cool. Devon and Gavin, are you are you joining Jack and Jonathan now? Yeah, the thread has yes. passed. Oh, yeah, you flipped birds, <laughs> didn't you? Sorry. I did flip birds. Birds have been flipped. Birds were flipped. All right, so you make your way over to the commercial side of town, just along Parks Road. Um, you find yourselves at the Marsh Rock, this small, mysterious little henge. It's covered in assorted bits of graffiti and whatnot. You've passed it dozens of times. You've sat on it. You've, you've peed on it when you've had too much mead. <laughs> All sorts of stuff. So this is what you think is the meeting point. I don't like the fact that you said you think. <laughs> <laughs> um Perhaps we need to sort. Of, we should probably hide somewhere a little bit, maybe. Yeah, you said this is. Uh, it's labeled commercial. Are there shops around? Is like a square. Yeah, there's like a butcher's and a and a baker's and a. Candle I'm going to go see if anybody <laughs> left their door unlocked. You want to see if any of the doors are unlocked? Yeah. Um. Okay. Make a make a grit roll for me. All right. It's not a good day for Jack. You search a couple of shops. They're all locked. All right. Are there any bushes nearby? Near the henge? Not really, no. Okay. Um, can we hide in the henge? <laughs> in one of those secret henge compartments? Yeah, you know, <laughs> secret hen- yeah the, the, the ancients tell of secret henge compartments. <laughs> <laughs> How tall are these buildings? Only a couple of stories. This is this is the UK where you don't have the big buildings that you guys have. <laughs> no, that's no, that's fine. That's what I figured. Um, are there any ladders, fire escapes, anything? Uh, no, health and safety wasn't big on uh, big on the list. When is there an the alleyway? Yeah, that's fair. An alleyway we can just sort of like hide behind and stick our heads out with like adjacent levels above, like like you know, you know how we do. <laughs> Yep, you can do that. You can keystone cops it. Yes. <laughs> do it. Alley boys. You go into the alley and you decide just to stake out the place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All of a sudden, you hear a sound. Well, so mm. I can't whistle outside and inside of cannon. So <laughs> I can't whistle at all. So you did better than me. Can I see who's whistling? You can't. Mm. You hear it again. Let's see. It's the uh, it's because the next is. Uh... I'm half crazy, all for the love of you. <gasps> like the book. What book? Oh, the yeah, book. that book. Yeah, but yeah. It said, I'm half crazy. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Anybody, oh can anybody whistle that part? <laughs> Thank God y'all know your music, because I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very English Easy. song. Oh, okay. <laughs> can we just also go, oh, I'm half crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All for the love of you. No, um, with, with canes and top hats. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we have a donation. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, mm. I think Cree Bunny donated. Yay. Thank, thank you so much. You. Thank you. I'm going to assume that you whistled I'm Half Crazy, All for the Love of You. And from seemingly nowhere, a figure appears. She is a young woman in her mid-twenties who you instantly recognise as Morwenna Thistledown. She's a very attractive woman and she is dressed in the garb of a French resistance fighter. So she's got the trench coat and the beret on. She's carrying a submachine gun and chomping on a large cigar. I'm I say, be- chaps, what, what the devil are you doing here? I am too young to be having the feeling. Are any of us up for teacher? Is what's going on? <laughs> no. I'm definitely not. You shouldn't be here. You know that, don't you? Well, but there is somebody that should be here, right? And, uh, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. And that's the, uh, what do you guys say? Uh, is it a sticky wicket here? I'm like, it would be sticky wicket, yeah. Okay. I, uh, I don't have to, <laughs> I just say, look, your contact is dead. She, Tact. Looks, Tact. she looks at you and says, contact? Uh, what, what, what do you mean? Your, your, uh, your I roll my eyes friend. at her. <laughs> your spy friend, we, we found him. Uh, he is. Well, he found us. He found us and he died. Could you make charm rolls for me? Oh, this doesn't sound very charming. I'm real bad at that. You can uh, plus three, because it's a kind of persuasion type roll. Uh, so adults, I forgot. Oh, you're that. joking. Well, I rolled What's... the best I possibly could. Oh, no, not the best. Oh, Sorry. God. That's not bad. Yeah. 18. We've got enough there from all of you to convince her. So, Lieutenant Dunderdale, he's, he's, he's not here. He's not no. coming. No. Mm. Christ. I'm sorry to say he is not. He's, he's dead. He's stone dead. This is terrible. Do you want to see his uniform? <laughs> A little decorum, Johnny. Why have you got his uniform, young I, man? I have inconsiderate as one of my flaws. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. When a guy like stumbles up to you while you're camping and dies, you don't think straight. <laughs> and, I, and clearly like, not. I run a black market business and I, I need like the fabric and the mead. And... Okay, you're making it worse. She says, well, look, what do you know of this? Um, um, only what he told us, which was a surprisingly lot. Uh, he said there were uh, going to be Nazi infiltrators in town. That's what I've heard. Um, I, I, I thought it might be something like this. Very well, Jack, make a brains roll for me. Nope. Jack is real dumb. Okay. Listen, then, you wouldn't have any just uh, spare ciphers on you, would you? You don't need, maybe you could toss a, toss a fellow their way? Why on earth would you want a cipher? I was hoping to get away with it. Hold, hold, hold up. Hold I'm up. Gonna... Can I spend an intuitive point? Does she seem trustworthy to us? Yes, yes. she does. Okay, all right. So I, th- I think we can probably bring her in on the book then. I mean, you know her from from your studies, although you don't actually attend Anna Kingsford School for Ladies, your school, Pippistral Lodge, has been commandeered by the army. So you have been learning co-ed with the girls over at Anna Kingsford. So you know uh, Morwenna and you know her to be a, a good teacher, at least. 
No, I mean, he's nothing in this world, does it? <laughs> no, he's nothing. <laughs> also, I don't think the, uh, the a Nazi infiltrator would put on a French uniform and be sneaking around the alleyways. Just, <laughs> Why is she wearing the French uniform? No, it's just like that classic kind of Nazi um, sort oh. of French resistance look. Ah, that um, look. Oh. You know, okay, you. totally conspicuous, but utterly <laughs> badass. Right, I got you. Well, it's just, uh, Miss, uh, he did pass us on this book. That's how we knew how to be here. I will show her the book. Okay. She snatches the book from out of your hands. This, this might be just the thing we're looking for. Listen, we have word that there are, there may be uh, spies in the town. And clearly, if... If Dunderdale trusted you with this, and if you have no knowledge of anything else, then I think maybe you're the only ones I can trust. Follow me. And she starts heading off down the road. Oh, sounds like adventure. Let's go. She takes you across town. Occasionally, you have to step into the shadows to avoid several air raid wardens who are still doing their rounds. But you end up coming down past the school to Badlock Hill to Tim's Ironmongers and Household Supplies. She pulls out a key and opens the front door. Please, come in. I do so. Okay, you guys going in with her? Sure. Yeah. All right, you step in. You've been in here before. This is one of those shops that sells pretty much everything. It's mainly like household goods, DIY bits, that sort of thing. There's a, a man in his 30s just hunched over a book and he says, Ah, Morwenna, didn't expect to see you quite so soon. Where's the lieutenant? Morwenna looks at the man who you recognize to be um, Tim the owner of the store. I'm sorry, that seems to have been a bit of trouble. It's a dash darn thing that's happened. Dunderdale's dead. And I have these children and nothing else. Do you mind if we use the back room? And Tim says, of course, go on through. She goes behind the counter and you follow her into a back room. Inside, you sit down. She has the book in her hands and she goes to a desk and opens up a drawer and starts rifling through and finds a book and starts looking at it and cross-referencing and checking various bits and pieces. I'm just going to nose about the room just uh, while she's doing that, just to see if there's anything interesting, just poke around. This is just a small staff area. There's a, yeah, there's I figured. This is more of a nervous habit than anything. It's just what I'll be doing while all that's happening. Okay. Is there anything anybody else wants to do? kind of want to just watch what she's doing. She begins to start making notes. She looks back and forth from the book to the uh, what you believe is the cipher code. She sighs and makes a few odd noises as if uh, she's a little bit concerned and a little bit worried about what's happening. Is there like a window I can look out of? Yeah, there's a window just on the back wall that leads into uh, an alley just down the side of Tim's. Can I like peek out the window to see if anyone's out there? You can't see anybody. Okay, I'm going to keep watch, I guess. All right. After a little bit of time, she finally puts down her pencil. Tim's in, in the room as well. And like you, he's just milling about um, expectantly. She looks at each of you and she says, well, chaps, it seems we've got a bit of trouble on our hands. <laughs> and uh... Really? <laughs> what made you think that? No, let's hear her out. Let's hear what she has to say. Fine. <laughs> 
Poor Moana, having to work with these awful teen boys. <laughs> Shitty teen. We did just witness a murder, and we're all perfectly fine for some reason. <laughs> you can roll for sanity if you like. Um, no, I'm good. Not yet. <laughs> she says, Dunderdale was working in Verweiselberg Castle under the command of Heinrich Himmler. It appears that the Nazis were conducting experiments to create an Ubersoldat, Volunteer soldiers who have been enhanced beyond normal physical powers. Is that like a real thing they can do? Apparently so, yes. Sounds like nonsense. Do you wanna do you wanna maybe ask our dog about how weird things can get around here? <laughs> you know, that's a good point. You asking Thistle, are you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was more rhetorical. In front of Morena, no. You're not asking Thistle in front of Morena. Okay. I'm I'm still skeptical that she they can talk to Thistle. Like, I don't like Thistle that much because Thistle <laughs> okay. smells bad. That's right. Thistle doesn't like you. Yeah. No, thistle smells uh, bad and I really don't like Thistle. Well, I'm, I'm still, I'm not going to ask Thistle anything in front of Morwenna. So. Okay. Mostly I was just proving a point. I know. <laughs> Dunderdale was given a support role in Operation Zumpf, a plan to take over a top secret facility somewhere in Marsh Haven. Oh, jeez. Unfortunately, it seems like his cover was blown. Yeah, that, that seems pretty clear. So was most of his, like, torso. <laughs> oh, Jonathan. Dude. <laughs> oh, Sorry, I'm inappropriate. <laughs> I'm inconsiderate. Like, uh, I, I, for, no, yeah, I just laugh. Humor helps me like deal with this <laughs> tragedy that I'm currently dealing with. I'm sorry. Morwenna says to you, it, from, from what I understand, there are approximately 12 Nazis who have landed in Marsh Haven. It seems like the, uh, the facility has been infiltrated already. Um, my sources have given me some details into what's going on down there. There appears to be a, a branch of the government, one I'm not familiar with. They call themselves Omen. Can you make grit rolls for me? Grit rolls, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I did terrible. Take an adversity token. Okay. I did three. Take an adversity token, oh, take an adversity. I'm in the wrong window. There we go. Nope. Take oh, an adversity taken. What the hell was that? Can I can I ask you real quick? Can you remind us all how adversity tokens work? Okay, so you at any point you can add them to rolls to improve. What oh, so they're like pluses. So yep. if I spend one, I get a plus one. Okay. Yep. And you can Thank spend you. as many as you like. Thank you. Okay. It seems that the facility is housed at Henderson's warehouses, just on the edge of town. I think we're going to have to go there, chaps. Oh, I didn't have anything else lined up for the evening, so let's do it. I was planning on sleeping at some point. like Sleeping or just passing out? A bit of both. What time is it right now? You're looking at around about half past ten at night. You see, I forget that as a kid I could do that, and now I can't do that anymore. <laughs> I, uh, okay, I, it's I, fine. Crack, I crack my knuckles and I'm like, well, y'all are welcome to go back to sleep, but uh, I would like to punch a Nazi before the night is out. And I would like to watch him punch a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, I would bombs. love to watch you punch a Nazi. 
as you are agreeing to help Moena out, Tim pipes up and he says, listen, chaps, if there's anything you need, just just help yourself to, to anything in the store that might that might help you. OK, thank you. Tim. Yeah. Yeah. OK. So what I'm going to do is I'm now going to give you an opportunity to have a bit of a tooling up montage. You can you can put some bits and pieces together before you head out for your mission while I go and pee. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Too much wine. <laughs> <laughs> bound to happen, wasn't it? It was bound to happen. I'm happy um, to, to do the montage with y'all, but while while uh while we are having a little bit of a pee break, I would like to remind everyone that we are doing this stream, uh, this Spider Day charity stream to benefit Covenant House Georgia. It is a charity supporting homeless and at-risk youth and LGBT youth in particular. They fight human trafficking, et cetera. We are supporting the uh, Georgia branch directly, and I encourage you to donate because that is why we are all here today. We are especially trying to collect fun numbers. So if you would like to donate the weed number in honor of today, 420, I highly encourage it. But anyway, we have montage stuff to do, right? Oh, right. I always forget. And we have shirts. You can get the shirts at bonfire.com slash spider day. They're real good shirts and apparently very comfortable. I don't know what would be in this store. Like, I guess we could theoretically like plan what we want to ask Jimmy for. It's but, a tool uh, shop, right? Yeah, like a, a hardware shop? store. I, I, was, I have to confess I was a little distracted because I posted that giant link in the fucking chat and had to apologize <laughs> profusely. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, tools and general store kind of stuff. I'm definitely... Okay. Definitely going to get some rope and try to fashion a grappling hook. Did they have chainsaws back then? <laughs> I want to look for, uh, I want to see if I can get myself some brass knuckles situation. <laughs> see, I'm, I've, got a, I've got a thought. Mm -hmm. um, so I imagine this tool shop might have some textile stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And I think I need to bring the uniform down to a, a more like child's friendly size so it looks so a little bit less floppy i'm gonna cut off the sleeves um <laughs> make it into like a little pair of jorts as well and then like you're gonna, be, you're gonna become a car head nazi yeah like that you're yeah take sleeves off yeah i think if like i mean i'm already unassuming but i think i need to make it less obvious that i'm you want, you want, I'm to, make it, you want to make it less myself. actual soldier and more hitler youth yeah, yeah, more Hitler youth. I like that. Jesus yeah. Christ. This is a hell of a conversation. All right. It's a weird day. <laughs> yeah. Um, Here we is, are. is one of us going to have, like, the skills to do that? Do you have your sewing badge, Gavin? Is that a thing the Boy Scouts do? It's definitely <laughs> a thing the Girl Scouts did. Uh, no. No. I don't think uh, we did sewing. We, we're good with knots. Knots? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> we could tie it up. <laughs> like a Britney Spears kind of tie-up. Oh yeah. Thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll do that. Just, like, That's fine. Put it in the back the way they do on the um, mannequins. Yeah. Okay. That works. <laughs> yeah. No, that'll do. That works quite nicely. We'll do that. Um, and then, uh, yeah. That, that's that's me for the uniform. And I guess we could probably clean some of the blood off using some blood remover. <laughs> what <have I> come <laughs> blood into? remover. We were discussing our plans. Okay. First, first things first, I want to see if I could somehow fashion myself some kind of brass knuckle situation, mm. things I can find in the in the tool shop. Uh, make a brains roll for me. Not my strong suit. 
<laughs> Even worse. Oh! That's an explosion. <laughs> There's one thing I know in this life, y'all, and it's brass knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> you know about punching and punching accessories. <laughs> Okay, so you managed to um, come up with uh, an elaborate brass knuckle by um, taking a uh, a workman's glove and putting a whole load of washers on the fingers Mm -hmm. and just wearing it. So that will kind of give the extra punch that you need. Perfect. Jack, what about you? I want to get plenty of rope and see if I can fashion myself a grappling hook. A grappling hook. Okay. Yep. Uh, that that shouldn't be any problem for for you at all. You get yourself some rope and uh, like some pieces of pipe or possibly like crowbar or something that will hook that will hook over. Yeah. Um, Gavin, what would you like to do? Did Jack take all of the rope? <laughs> In the whole store. <laughs> no, all there's of it always more of rope. It. There's always okay. more rope. Cool. I want to get a ton of rope and some garden shears okay yep all right no problem you can't actually have a ton of rope because you wouldn't be able to lift it though okay like a lot of rope and um jonathan what do you want to do (laughs) um so like i said i'm going to i'm gonna try and bring the nazi uniform down to a size where it'll sort of fit a little bit more comfortably and i'm going to fashion a fake mustache and eyebrows and some glasses for for a a, a persona. Okay, Jimmy, I think uh, you're cursed. All of your kids are just going to put on ridiculous <laughs> military disguises. <laughs> it's just a Marsh Haven tradition. There. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Jonathan, what are you fashioning the, the this mustache and eyebrows from? Um, okay, so this is a tool shop, right? Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's tools and household goods. Tools and household goods. Um, I'm going to get some like black paint and I'm going to get a toilet brush and I'm going <laughs> to dip the toilet brush in black paint and I'm going to trim it in such a way that it, it starts to look beard-like. <laughs> and then I'm going to realize that that's way too big for my face. So I'm going to go find some of those like test tube pipe cleaner things and I'm going to get one slightly smaller and I'm going to dip that in the black paint and I'm going to fashion it in such a way where it fits quite nicely. <laughs> like some kind of Fu Manchu style. Well, so, <laughs> so I start Fu Manchu and then I trim it a little bit more and I get to sort of that here because um, I don't think I can pull off like, like, I don't think I can get there and pull off like, hello, look, it's me, I'm Hitler. Um, <laughs> but I can definitely potentially pull off a, a Nazi officer from far enough away. Okay, I want you to make a brains roll to see how good this moustache is. Sweet. Okay, um, there we go. And I'm going to make some adversity on this one just to get it right. Oh! oh. It explodes! It explodes again! Oh, oh no. I rolled a 28. That is, I've created an uncanny outfit. Okay, so somehow you managed to repair the uniform and the moustache is, you, you, you have the inspired idea of taking your original toilet brush and adding bristles to the pipe cleaner. And oh somehow God. it looks just 
uncannily like a, a, a moustache. Yes, very well done. All right. Now, guys, is there anything else you would like to do just before uh, just before you head out? I would have pet the dog for luck. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep, you you stroke Thistle and, and, and Thistle reacts quite contently. Check my B-bombs right. looking all right. Okay. <laughs> Probably going to have to use them. Yeah, no problem. And we're going to have to pay them off at some point. So, <laughs> so imagine the bees don't last forever. No, they won't. <laughs> they'll, they'll be very upset in there. Okay, but can we just can I just con- confirm that when when the bee bombs are released, the the bees stay alive, don't they? Yeah, yeah. So because we, we don't want to harm bees. I mean, that that would that would be a it'd be a bit crap if they just like you threw them and they just died on the floor. You throw them, they break up these little paper mache sort of little things they break open uh and then out come all the bees they will sting anyone nearby and then they'll go back to the meadery because they know where their home is you you train your bees well i do (laughs) they're a well-trained hive okay so if you just have a quick look on the map um you can see tim's diy is here and henderson warehouses are here are you ready to head out as we're going to be, I think. Mm-hmm. I believe so. Morwenna brings you all back together and she says, Now listen here, chaps. You have to make sure that you listen to me at all times. Do you understand? This yes. group needs a leader. And as the eldest here, I am responsible for you. Yes. Devin, you here in your head. Uh, actually, I think I might be the oldest here, but who's listening to me? No one. I scratch Thistle behind the ears and stuff, like to acknowledge that I am listening. Okay. I think, he, I think Thistle knows that I try not to talk to him in front of adults. So he nudges your leg affectionately. Yay. <laughs> you head out, um, full action sequence music playing slowly <laughs> round the back of Tim's DIY and over to Arborfield Road. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Well, it looks like plans are well and truly underway for our sedacious scallywags. We'll be releasing the final part of our Nazi bashing adventures very soon. But in the meantime, if you like what you heard, why not head on over to iTunes and give us a little review? Your reviews allow us to be discovered by more listeners, and we want to share Marsh Haven with the whole world. You never know, you might find your review being read out on one of our future episodes. Be sure to stay tuned for a promo from our good friends and Spider Day organisers, Critical Bits. And as always, keep on biking. Welcome to the world of Heavendale, a town populated by superpowered teens that have been infiltrated by the Did group. Did you mention daycare yet? I was going to just say who they were. So hey, hey, don't forget to tell everybody that I used to be a villain. I have to I have to like get to that first before I can even say Damn it. Damn it, I rolled a five. Why are you rolling dice? We're just recording a promo and not playing. Crap, I rolled a four. What? We are going to die in the promo. Okay, that doesn't really make sense if people haven't listened to the podcast yet, so I don't know why. It's a pre-callback. Okay, pre-callbacks are not a thing. I feel really good about the promo. I have not even finished the opening line. Yeah, I think we nailed it. Okay, no one knows the name of our podcast. It's Critical Bits. It's a comedy role-playing game podcast. Find it wherever you get your podcasts.